community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. Thursday, beautiful, sunny day today. Mild temps, but just gorgeous sunshine. We love to see it. I'm Adam Montiel. Thanks for being up and Adam. Today, we are putting our true crime hat on. Defense attorney Elon Funky Bilu will be up and Adam. His client, Salagan Patricio, 24-year-old, recently pled guilty to hitting with his car and killing that couple on Sacramento. In San Luis Obispo. This was a weird case, if you remembered, and we'll get into it during the lo-fi headlines, but in short, hits this couple. Does he know? Does he not know? Cops showed up. They didn't seem to know. No one seems to know, but you're thinking like, how does he not know? Then a dog gets found the next day. A day after that, this poor couple gets found and they were reported missing because they didn't show up to Thanksgiving in the Central Valley. Their family was waiting for them. So they call the cops and say, Hey, something's wrong. Our family's not here. They're missing. And that's when a dispatcher actually put the pieces together. Tragedy all around. And in a case where there were so many question marks and so many blanks to fill, I was a little surprised to see a guilty plea come down. What's this mean? We will talk to the defense attorney of Mr. Patricio, Elon Funky Bilu. Again, up and at him in just a bit. We'll ask him all the questions on this case that folks have been talking about around water coolers locally for well over a year. Today, we will debut our brand new show, The Pour. I've been doing wine content with, gosh, started the Cork Dorks in the harvest of 2010. Jeremy and I hosted the Cork Dorks for a long time. So after my conversation with Elon, we will give you the lowdown on the brand new episode of The Pour. Talking all about world of Pinot Noir, gonna give you a chance to win tickets to this epic tasting. World of Pinot Noir is just the absolute top when it comes to tasting. The backdrop is beautiful. The Ritz-Carlton Baccara in Santa Barbara, hell yes. We're gonna give you a chance to win tickets to both the Friday and Saturday tasting. So lots to get into. Let's thank our friends at Barometer Coffee for being up and at them. Not just your average Joe, Uh uh-uh. They are roasting with a purpose. Premium beans sourced from communities dedicated to sustainability and family prosperity. We're talking Central, South America, where every sip carries those chocolatey, those nutty notes you crave. Premium small batch coffee roasted right here in San Luis Obispo. Five unique roasts. When you're feeling the pressure and you care about your coffee, check your barometer. Barometer Coffee. Find them on Insta at Barometer Coffee Co. and online barometercoffee.com. Why? Because you deserve great coffee. Up and Adam's slow fi headlines. All right. The man who allegedly struck and killed a San Luis Obispo couple while speeding on Sacramento Drive in the Lobo neighborhood last fall pleaded guilty to vehicular manslaughter charges this week. 24-year-old Daniel Salagon Patricio faces a minimum sentence of probation and a maximum sentence of seven years and four months in prison. He's scheduled for a sentencing hearing on April 9th. So on the evening of November 21st in 2022, Patricio struck a curb, a street sign, and the abutment of a bridge right there on Sacramento Drive. It's a big curve, too. Officers had the car towed, wrote up a traffic collision report. At the time, they saw no evidence that Patricio had struck and killed a couple and their dog. The next day, though, a call reported a dead dog in a creek off Sacramento. Five hours later, relatives of this young couple reported that The couple hadn't arrived 
for Thanksgiving. They were supposed to go visit their family in Modesto. Relatives provided police with photos of the couple as well as a picture of the dog, which was the same dog they had just found five hours earlier. A dispatcher put two and two together. Officers then returned to the heavily wooded creek bed and found the bodies of this couple, which were lying in heavy brush. Fast forward to February of last year, officers arrested Patricio on two counts of felony vehicular manslaughter. Patricio admitted he drove while texting that he was speeding at the time of the crash. Even though Patricio admitted to be drinking far earlier in the day, an officer testified during a preliminary hearing that he did not smell of alcohol or appear to be under the influence at the time. In determining whether to impose an upper term for this criminal offense he's pleading guilty to, the court may consider aggravating factors. In this case, prosecutors are asking the court to consider that the victims were particularly vulnerable and that great bodily injury occurred. Patricio's attorney, Elon Funky Bilu, is expected to argue against the proposed aggravating factors. And we will ask Elon all the questions and get the lowdown on this case when we talk to him in just a matter of minutes. And Elon doesn't pull punches. He is about as honest and as real as it gets. All right, from slow to Paso. After agreeing that their downtown paid parking program was not quite legally set up, the Paso Robles City Council plans to refund parking tickets given over the past year. Nice. In addition, city staff recommending the city council vote to reconfigure the paid parking program in accordance with state law. After pausing the paid program last week, the city voided all unpaid parking citations. Which in full disclosure, I think I have at least at least one or two. So, thank you. <laughs> in 2019, the city enacted the paid parking program. Last year, they collected almost a half a million bucks in parking tickets in the downtown core. While the city is voiding all unpaid downtown parking tickets, it's only refunding tickets paid in the last 12 months. In addition, the city is requiring those who paid the illicit tickets to fill out and submit a refund request. The city says refunds being issued between the period of February 6th of 2023 through February 6th, 2024. Last November, the city council voted three to two to continue the controversial downtown paid parking program while canceling the first two hours of free parking and lowering the hourly rate to a buck. And finally, today is National Walk Your Dog Day. So if you only do it once a year, today's the day. Seriously though, here's why getting lazy and skipping those walks might be a bigger deal than you think. The Washington Post just did a big story about how skipping walks can, quote, significantly affect your dog's emotional and physical well-being. The writer of the article was talking about how her landlord just added a fence to the yard so she can let her dog just outside now. But she found that's not enough. Those walks are still really important. See, most yards don't offer enough stimulation. They're too small. Everything's far too familiar. One expert compared it to reading the same book over and over and over again or expecting to have fun while hanging out like in your bathroom. Walks are good for three key reasons. Exercise, a sense of companionship from you, and it gives the dog mental stimulation that they need. So the backyard's not as good because they don't get to see new things, or more importantly, sniff new things. Dogs have 50 times more olfactory receptors in their nose than we do, so smelling is really how they see the world. Ideally, you should never rush your dog through a walk or force them to stop sniffing that fire hydrant or tree or bush. It's like going into an art museum that you're really into and having somebody hurry you along and keep yanking you going, let's go, let's go, let's go. Chill, let the dog do its thing. Let them enjoy, see the world. This article really spoke to me because sometimes if my day is really busy, 
I'll have Georgie at the park and and I need to walk for myself. I'm trying to walk 30 minutes a day anyways. But when Georgie wants to stop and sniff, what to me at the time feels like every freaking thing. He's just pulling in this and that direction. He wants to sniff too much. I will feel myself get frustrated at times. And after reading this article, I'm just looking over at this dog. I'm looking at him right now. I am sorry, Georgie. And we are gonna go on the most majestic walk at Meadow Park. All right, buddy? Right after the show. All right, looking forward to this conversation with Elon Funky Bilu after we thank our friends at Dow Vineyards. If you've ever considered joining the club over at Dow, now is the time. It's all about you there. Access exclusive wines, special pricing, unforgettable events just for you, like the Member Sunset Series, Members on the Mountain, Artisan's Dinner Table. It's all waiting for you at Dow Vineyards. Join the club and let's raise a glass together. DowVineyards.com for more. Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines. He is in his fifth decade at being a defense attorney here in San Luis Obispo. His name is Elon Funky Bilu. Coolest name. One of the coolest guys you'll chat with too. He's about as real as it gets. He is defending the 24-year-old Salagon Patricio, who we mentioned in our lo-fi headlines. Gonna ask him all about the case. And you know, Elon, I'm so interested to know, because here's a young guy, 24 years old, married, a guy who really, you know, doesn't see himself getting into the kind of trouble he seemingly found himself into. How does a guy like this afford an Elon Funky Bilu? <laughs> uh, uh, do you choose? Do you choose which ones you take, like pro bono? Do you ever do pro bono? Sure, I do pro bono. Do you? Uh, do you figure? I think. I think. I think you asked me this once before, and I and I, and I think I told you that usually my pro bonos it, it turns out to be pro bono at the end of the case, not at the beginning of the case. Ah. Uh, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's I do I do plenty uh, uh, on the come, so to speak. What's the scene? What's the defense attorney scene like in slow right now? Is it is it slow? Is it seasonal? You've been doing this for a long time. What's like the the temperature of the room right now, Elon? It's hot. It it is it is it is it is backlogged. It, it, I'm swamped. Um, I can't take. Uh, I've been rejecting a lot of cases. I just don't have time. Uh, my nephew works with me, and 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 he's swamped. And public defender's office is laden with cases. I I know because I I deal with deputy district attorneys every day, and they're telling me that they're buried in cases. So it, it's I, I don't know whether it's 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 just still the backlog from COVID or whether um, the economy or whether it's I, I don't know what it is I'm 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 not I'm not an economist and I'm I'm not a social or cultural scientist all I know it's it's busy for everybody right now. Do you as your career is in like you just said the temperature's hot you're in full full steam ahead. Do you think like as someone who's done this for a long time, like I'm just going to slow down. I'm just going to take less cases or, or is it just like you're going to go balls to the walls until you just decide it until one time. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm retiring. Yeah. That's called death. <laughs> you're going to go to the end, huh? You're going to go to the end. Well, Adam, this is who I am. This is what I do. It's, it's, it's not only my work, but it's my vacation. My wife loves me and she understands my makeup and, and I have total support from her. So people ask me, like you just did, when are you going to slow down? Why? I, it, doesn't, it doesn't even make sense to me. I don't even fantasize about slowing down. I tried to fantasize that one, you know, maybe 10 years ago. I said, well, I mean, I'm approaching 65. Maybe I should, you know, maybe it's, 
you know, it's uh, under the under the norms, societal norms. You're supposed to slow down at 65, or you know, earlier if you if you got a lot of money. I, I, maybe a little bit back then, but those those fantasies have long disappeared from my imagination. Does uh, being a judge again ever become of interest, or is that sailed? No, no, no. That was that was one and that was one and done. And uh, you know, I think it was a blessing in the sky. Because, I think it was know. too. I think the county missed out. I think that this county and this city does a whole lot of you get what you vote for. But I think it was a blessing in disguise for you and for a lot of people because. I mean, in this area, there is no Elon Funky Billy. You are the best at your job where we live. Do you believe that? Do you think that? No, I don't think that. Really? But I appreciate the I appreciate the kind words. Uh, no, those thoughts uh, do not make my life any better or any more satisfying. Satisfying? No, it, 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 it's it's it's. I do what I try to do to the best of my ability. Uh, I try to get a good night's sleep every night, and and it's it's a lot easier when I do the best I can and beat Rogers. But to, to think about how bitching I am, hell no. How um, <laughs> what what if what has changed as you've gotten older as far as just like routines, going to bed? Um, is it a little CBD gummy? Is do you have a face routine? Is it certain things you like to do? Are your clothes set out the night before? I mean, are there little you know kind of idiosyncratic pieces of Elon that you know really make your day smooth? I'm in bed by nine. Uh, and I mean, I'm in bed by nine. I, I get tired around seven thirty-eight. When I'm in trial, all bets are off, and I can I can do I can go way beyond midnight uh, in trials. But normally, I'm I'm in bed by nine. I, I get up at six or so. Um, no, I don't do gummies. I'm you know the, the days of marijuana and Elon are long gone. Those those were they died years and decades ago now. But I mean, even like the CBDs. I mean, you can have things that are not psychoactive, and you know what I mean. Yeah, but it's never. I don't. You're like, why do I, I don't it? need them. <laughs> right. I, 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 there's no need. I mean, if there was a need, and 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 I couldn't go to sleep at night, yeah. Do you feel like I'm you became a better options. lawyer when when cannabis was out of your life completely? Do you feel like you became sharper or anything as a better attorney? No, 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 no. no. There's no difference. I mean. For me, I smoked marijuana when I was younger. I had success. When I stopped smoking marijuana 15, 20 years ago, there was no change. Still had success. Uh, right, right, right. You have well, been. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, that's the truth. No, sure. You have been in the news, or your clients have, um, a lot recently, including today, the uh, driver who struck that San Luis Obispo couple on Sacramento. This was a weird case because. It seemed to, and I do like the work of Slow PD. I like the people there a lot. But I did wonder, and again, without knowing everything, I did wonder, as a lot of people did, if there were missteps in the beginning and if, while it seems unbelievable that somebody could hit two people and a dog and not know, it was almost kind of harder for me to wrap my head around that cops could show up to a situation where that happened and not know. So you ended up making a plea, your client did, of guilty. Uh, what did he plead guilty to? And for seemingly a case that had so many, and maybe you could dissect this and tell me where I'm wrong, perhaps missteps that you could have poked holes through, why did you recommend your client take a guilty plea? Well, to characterize it as missteps might be uh, a little unfair to um, uh, to the officers. Okay, good, because I love I love uh, Slipidi, so I'm, I'm glad you said that. 
Well, you know, I mean, they're humans like everybody else, and, yeah. and there were there were three there were three witnesses to this accident. One was virtually an eyewitness, and and two were ear witnesses. And and the eyewitness, it was it was dark as well, but she reported to the police that there were it was just an automobile accident, no no pedestrians. She didn't see any pedestrians. She didn't see any bodies flying. She didn't hear any screams, any oops, any any human sounds. She thought it was in fact she responded to the vehicle to make sure that my client was okay because she thought that because of the severity of the accident that he was uh, he was in bad shape. Thankfully, he, he he was not in bad shape, at least not physically. But he thought he had hit somebody too. He he was concerned. He didn't he, he didn't see anybody. But they did you hold they, on? Stop that. You, and, you said and, and, he thought he thought he hit someone too. Is that what you said correctly? Did I get that right? Uh, initially, he he thought he he may have hit somebody. He didn't he didn't know he was spinning around. So he didn't he he heard a thump. But he 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 concluded it must have had to have been the curb or the or the uh, the bridge because it was it was at Sacramento where there was a concrete bridge. Yeah. So he, he assumed you know come on you're spinning around you're you're going a lot faster than you should be going. And so, uh, and and the police looked around, and 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 the the witness they talked to the witness, and that she didn't see anything, and and they didn't see any evidence of it. So to call that a misstep, it, 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 the bodies when they found the bodies uh, later, they were pretty well camouflaged. So when you add the the fact that it was during the evening, and and there was no evidence that it, there was no blood, there was there was nothing to indicate that there were any pedestrians. You know, we know not too many people walk during those hours of the night in San Luis, especially at that time. So to characterize it as, as a misstep it might be too harsh. And I don't want to be harsh. I want to be fair. But I guess my question is, they did find matter on the car at some point. And correct me if that's incorrect. But I guess they just no one, no one noticed it. No one noticed it. Yeah, but this was this was tiny, infinitesimal evidence in, in in the in the light of daylight after they realized that they, after they found the body. Got it. And and they and they they, in fact, they didn't know what it was. They had to test it, and yet it matched the threads of the jackets that worn by the deceased individuals. And yeah, but th- but that was that was way after the fact. How that did two people get hit and be found under brush? It, it, well, he was he was going. The, the evidence indicated was that he may have been as going as, late, as high as sixty miles an hour in the curves, and he was spinning. So the force, the the the, the physical force, you know, it, it, speed, and and you know, I'm not a, a physicist, but. I would imagine that it was quite a, a, a massive blow that they uh, unfortunately suffered. Was there reconstruction done of this accident? Yeah, the uh, one of the officers is a reconstruction specialist. He testified at the uh, preliminary hearing. And they imagine the car was spinning at some point, and it's and that's where everything. That, and that's why no one kind of knows what was up at some point because it was all it was spinning around. It was fast and just a really horrible tragedy in all sense of the word. What did your client plead guilty to, and what does he potentially look upon right now? He can get any, anything. He pled to uh, two counts of uh, vehicle manslaughter, 192C, which is uh, vehicle manslaughter without gross negligence. The most that he can he can receive by the court would be seven years, four months. The least that he could receive by the court would be probation. In theory, he could he could receive uh, no time. But trust me, my client has been advised that he's going to receive uh, a period of incarceration. 
How did he take that? How, how do those conversations go with your client that are saying, hey, this – and you're obviously you're the professional and you're giving him advice. And at some point, you look at what the prosecution has. You look at what you got and we make the decision. It's in your best interest to cop this plea to this crime. My client, uh, I, I want to tell you, uh, he's in the, my, my top 10 clients of all time. He's an extremely thoughtful young man. He wants to start a family. He's a hard worker. Uh, his wife is a hard worker. They're, they're good people. Uh, I think I told another reporter that, you know, this is a case of bad things happen to good people. From day one, he's, he's felt extraordinarily remorseful as what he's done, the, the tragedy that he's inflicted, not only on the, uh, the two individuals that, uh, whose life was cut so tragically, but also their family. He's humiliated. He's, he's, he's uh, ashamed. You know, when you when you're representing someone for something like this, and and you talk to them, and 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 they they're on the verge of crying every single time you talk to them about anything about the case, not mm. just you know you might you might be talking about scheduling, and 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 he's 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 emotional. So it, it, you know, I can't tell you everything, but I can tell you that we actually, even though the case is about a year old, actually, he he pled during an early stage of the proceeding. We, we didn't even set a trial date. Uh, he pled at the arraignment, uh, uh, at the Superior Court arraignment, which is early in the proceedings procedurally. It was it was done without even setting the case for trial. He he didn't want to he didn't want to even he wants to accept responsibility. He wants to be punished. He deserves he he believes he deserves to be punished, and for no other reason than than to to express to everyone how sorry he is and to atone for what he's done. And he's a tremendous individual, and the more I hear about the decedents, they, they seem to be wonderful folks as well, and that's the definition of tragedy. Tragedy has befallen my client. Tragedy has befallen the two deceased individuals. Would you ever clear your client, Mr. Patricio, to talk to me? Let me interview him. Uh, he, after, well, not not while the case is still pending. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if he would. He's he's he's. Um, it would be too emotional for him. He, you ever he, tell your clients he, to reach out to like the victims' families? Like, would this be a a case where you you know they this family would love to hear how you know contrite you are, or or, or is that too is that too touchy and not not appropriate or what? Well, maybe a, it, it's it's not. I've done it less than a handful of times in forty four years. Mm. The time to do it is is when uh, he did it when he accepted responsibility by pleading open. He pled open. It's not like he got a deal. He's 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 throwing the case to you know he's 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 standing before the court and he's he's letting the court decide what is appropriate. There's no deal on the table. There's no like you know limitation on it. The, the court has complete discretion to do what the court thinks is right. And I can't think of a of a more profound way of expressing remorse to the family by just pleading guilty during the early stage of the proceeding. I just love conversations with you, Elon. You like chatting like this with me, right? Of course. This is awesome. Can't you tell? 
Yeah, <laughs> Elon Funky Bilu. Well, let's, uh, we will shelf this for now. I can't wait to connect with you again. We have a couple other cases that I really want to talk to you about. So we're going to chat with you soon, maybe in a week or so, because I want to get down to this, the Giovannis, the whole thing. You've been in the news a lot with your clients, and I want to talk to you more. Elon Funky Bilu, defense attorney. Thank you, my man, for being up and at him. Likewise. Take care, buddy. Thank you so much to Elon Funky Bilu for the candid chat. We're going to have him back on in a week or so. There's another case that is uh, very local and generating a lot of buzz that he is uh, defending as well. So we'll talk about that and more with Elon Funky Bilu real soon. All right, looking forward to the debut of The Poor. It is our wine content. So since 2010, I've been making wine content and interviewing winemakers when I fell in love with wine. It kind of like combined my longtime love for radio with, at the time, was a newer love for wine. And just noticing that these winemakers and these producers and people were just so welcoming and loving and funny and nice and willing to share everything. So we started a show. So we started what was uh, turned out to be an award-winning show. The Cork Dorks hosted it with my friend Jeremy West, and I would edit and produce this show with just so much excitement and enthusiasm because, like I said, I was really combining this love for radio with this newer love and understanding for wine. Well, COVID slowed down the amount of production that we were able to do with the Cork Dorks, and it got me wanting to still keep these connections together. And that's when I partnered up with my friends at Paso Wine and Joel Peterson for Where Wine Takes You, which is a Paso Wine podcast. It's in its third year. It's a top 10 wine podcast in the country. And we love it. We love partnering up with Travel Paso and love that people in all 50 states and in over 109 countries are listening and hearing the good word about Paso. I mean, we're even doing our first Ama Waterways cruise to France this summer. But even before Where Wine Takes You, I have enjoyed making content and interviewing folks from all over, far beyond. And then when this area started to become known for even more than just wine, but spirits, of course, beer, cider, the food, the scene, lodging, the whole lifestyle. And that is what we're gonna bring you with the poor. Originally, my first episode, which is in the can, and it's a great episode with Madeline from Wine Folly. I mean, she is just a great interview. So I can't wait to share that conversation with you, but I wanted to keep it local. And because World of Pinot is just around the corner, we're gonna debut episode number one of The Pour with our friends from World of Pinot Noir. We'll talk to Kobe Parker Garcia, owner, winemaker of El Lugar, which translates to The Place, and Eric Johnson, who is the winemaker, and also, as I understand, received a little bit of a promotion over there at Tally Vineyards, now in charge of the vineyards as well. Congrats to Eric Johnson. We'll also be joined by Stacey Jacob of World of Pinot Noir and Solterra Strategies. We will break down this three-day event. Three-day event if you're in the industry. Friday and Saturday for fans and enthusiasts of Pinot Noir. The backdrop? Watch your lips. We are going to be at the Ritz-Carlton Baccara in Santa Barbara. It is one of my favorite events to do a show at. And we will be taping an episode of The Poor on the floor in the main hall of World of Pinot Noir, where I've been for more than 10 years. I'm excited to be back. 
I'm excited to send you too. Thanks to our friends at World of Pinot Noir. You're going to get a chance to win tickets. You can go to adamonteal.com right on the homepage. You will have a chance to win tickets to World of Pinot Noir. Friday tastings, Saturday tastings. We got you. Get to adamonteal.com. Now, where can you listen to The Pour? Well, we're putting it right here, right on this channel that you listen to Up and Adam. The Pour will debut today. Now, Up and Adam, and to kind of roll the curtains back a little bit, give you a little inside baseball, this show posts normally a little after 4 a.m. Eastern time every day. So no matter where you are in the country, no matter how god-awfully early you wake up, this show should be there right when you wake up, and that's the idea. The Pour is gonna post a little later on. It's gonna be posted at noon time. So as most people have already probably found and seen their podcast algorithm and up an animal post there, the pour will be just there a little later at noon on the days it's published, which will start bi-weekly. So if you liked what I did with the cork dorks, and if you're into wine here on the Central Coast, and not just wine, but beer, spirit, cider, food, lodging, lifestyle, the whole, the whole thing, and not just from the Central Coast, but beyond, and you like these conversations, I think you're going to dig the pour. And why the name The Poor? Oh man, did I think of names? Oh, I thought a lot of names. I like The Poor because it talks about what's in the glass and it's also like, it's like the tea, you know? We taste it, we spill it, and we leave it all on the table. It's The Poor and it debuts today. So I would love and be honored if you would check it out and even more if you shared it with a friend. All right, before we bounce out of here, I want to thank our friends at The General Store, Paso, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and your home. Right now, they're helping Echo with their Spread the Warmth Drive, accepting new twin-sized sheets, blankets. You can drop them right off at The General Store, helping people connect with dozens of local makers. It's their jam. Celebrating over 10 years on the park downtown Paso, open daily, 11 to 6, 10 to 6, on weekends, on Insta. Find them at General Store Paso. Oh, and I had someone ask me, there is a store called General Store in this little public market, and they were asking if it's the same people. It is not. There is only one General Store Paso. All right, technical consideration for Up and Adam provided by Full Cup Solutions, original music on the show, Moonshiner Collective, and Start Again. Oh, and by the way, I saw the most adorable post on Instagram. I gotta play this for you really quick. It's Dan singing our theme song, his song. It's, but I, you know, I love how I take ownership of it. It's our theme song. No, this is Dan's song, but we use it as our theme song, but he's singing it with his daughters. And he was talking about it in the post how his daughters love to go into tunnels so they can sing. I remember as a kid, we'd always used to love to go into tunnels and then we'd hold our breath and honk the horn. Was I the only weirdo that did that? Listen to this video of Dan singing with his daughters Start again in this tunnel. Pretty cute. Some say life is where it begins. That made my start day. Again. That is so cute. I love it. Absolutely love it. Don't forget, they're going to be performing at, uh, not, well, not the girls, but Dan and Moonshine Collective will be performing at Slow Brew Rock, now known as Rod and Hammer Rock, March 22nd. You can get your tickets by going to moonshinercollective.com. All right, we're back tomorrow. It will be the end of the week. You almost made it to the weekend. Enjoy this beautiful sunny day. I'm Adam Until. Thank you so much for being up in Adam. Some say-
Star